Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know what it is. It's the Core Report. Black Broadway presents the Core Report, and we are here to do the news, man. You know what time it is, man. Hey, it's like I said, it's been a good day, man. I'm here with my highlight. I'm here with my audience. I'm here with my Core Report crew, and we're doing this, man. We do the news daily, and we get busy, man. Here to bring it to you unconventionally today, man. Shout out to the DNC convention. We're going to talk a bit about that. But we got a lot of little, you know, different angles to look at a lot of different things that are occurring in our world today. So let's get right into it, man. As I said, our top stories of the DNC convention. We got more on this continuing saga with the United States Postal Service. This does not stop, yo. 45 and his extended shenanigans. Of course, we got election news. And yo, sports. I got to touch on sports from a whole different angle today. I love it. This is important, man. Let's get right into it. Convention. Man. Last night, Joe Biden was officially nominated for the presidency of the United States of America by the Democratic Party. Shout out to him. Shout out to all of that. Great, great, great. All right. Everything was very, very interesting, and it was very well polished and put together the way that they conducted this virtual convention. I think that one thing that I noticed, and again, like I said, I watch this shit so y'all don't have to. So one thing that I really noticed that the convention did a really good job of bringing about was the diversity of America and the diversity of the Democratic Party. It was really important to show how people were actually from everywhere, every state, every ethnicity, all types of different backgrounds and tribes and even different politics standing up there unified and and nominating Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee, introducing him as the next president of the United States. It was wild, man. It was pretty impactful to see. It was interesting. Like, Jill Biden, she had a speech. It was cool. It definitely was... Michelle Obama is a very hard act to follow. You can't just come after Michelle Obama with any old kind of speech. So that went how it went. And, I mean, I think that the Democratic Party is getting their point across. But, again, they're leaning heavily on this angle of pandering to Republicans who just somehow, some way have reached like a moral crisis point. They've had enough Trump. There's a whole hashtag. It's trending on Twitter right now. Had enough Trump. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole movement of people who just feel like, you know, their fake sense of decency is being super offended here by Trump, or at least the that's the PR angle that a lot of people are taking here. It's interesting. Another interesting thing that happened during this convention was AOC was called to speak. So the way that they did like the keynote speech that night was interesting because it was virtual. They had an opportunity to involve way more people. So they had 17 different people give the keynote, the keynote address for the second night of the uh, Democratic convention. And AOC was among those people. Stacey Abrams was one of those people. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. So AOC was one of those people, but her position in this particular thing was to nominate Bernie Sanders. A lot of people was like, whoa, damn, she's going against the grain. No, this was already discussed and planned and submitted for approval and written and all of that. It was written for, you know what I'm saying? So her job was to represent that progressive wing of the party. And it was also important for her to do that because out of respect for convention traditions, anybody who has over 300 delegates or who has remained in the race, they still deserve a nod of acknowledgement, even if they didn't win the actual nomination. So that's how that went down. A lot of people were confused by that, thinking that she was going against the grain or trying to make some type of grandiose statement. It's not that. It's just that's how the way the world works. That's the way this political game thing works here and stuff like that. Tonight, it's going down. They're still bashing Michelle Obama about this speech that she made on Monday because it was so good. We'll talk about that more later. But they're still beating her in the head about that because it was so good, which I think is hilarious because Barack Obama is scheduled to speak tonight, and he's going in. Like, the the speech, the uh, written copy of the speech is already in the streets. People have picked it apart. They've been like, yo, we've never seen a former president go in on a sitting president in this way and this directly. So it should be something interesting to watch. You know, if you're not going to watch it, you're probably going to catch the highlights on the flip side. Just like I hope you catch the highlights of the core report. 
on the flip side. You know what I mean? Uh, Kamala Harris is expecting Kamala Harris. I got, I got a friend named Kamala, so Kamala. Always got to remember that. Kamala Harris is accepting her nomination tonight from the Democratic Party as the vice presidential candidate. She'll give a speech. We'll see what that's all about. You know how we've already discussed that at some length. It's called the Kamala episode. You can go back in the archives and check that thing out, man. Meanwhile, in between while, while these people are trying to get elected to the highest political offices in the land, the lower political offices and the whole entire nation at large is dealing with this saga with the U.S. Postal Service. The joy, the the United States Postal Service Postmaster General is scheduled to testify on Friday in front of the Senate committee, which is headed by Republicans. So I don't know what they're supposed to bring about, but he was very quick in scheduling this hearing and scheduling his appearance to appear that he's not hiding anything. He's a businessman. He has no postal experience whatsoever, and he definitely wasn't thinking that he was going to have to be called before Congress, but he's adjusting. He's pivoting. He's like, yo, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to be open with them, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's going to happen on Friday, but then the House is going to have another hearing with him as the star witness on Monday, and 45 is upset with that for a couple of reasons. We'll talk about that, but that's just going to be an opportunity for him to get grilled by the Democratic members of the House of Representatives and the post office has already hired a PR firm. The post office, because this is a businessman. He's not into this politics shit. He's definitely not into doing his job as being the postmaster general, which is not a business enterprise. It's more like heading a government agency, which is something that these people conflate a lot of the times, but it's not the same thing. Those are not the same thing at all. Conflating running a business with Heading a government agency is the first way to see a government agency collapse, like many, many businesses do. So that's the business. That's the plan there. He has a PR firm hired called Weber Shadwick, and it would probably benefit us to do some uh, research on who Weber Shadwick has represented in the past and what kind of, you know, campaigns they are known for running. But PR firms are PR firms. These are people who are professionally hired to put spin on things, to make things appear to be something that they're not all the time. This is who they've hired. The Joy, again, a businessman. There is no plan to address the actions that have already taken place to the USPS to enable it or cripple it, should I say, at this current moment in time. There's no plan made. There's no uh, redress being you know, sought. They don't even have a plan to replace the already removed sorting machines from several facilities. I don't know if they're going to put back the letterboxes. I suppose these should be things that will be answered in the congressional hearings. But then again, like I said, I'm not super hopeful about those kind of things. Uh, The House has scheduled a vote for Saturday to address this thing. And again, the House of Representatives, here's an unconventional way to look at that. The House of Representatives is the body of our legislature, which has the purse strings of the nation. The House of Representatives holds the money. So the House of Representatives can independently appropriate money. They can't independently pass laws. They can't change policy by themselves. But by themselves, they can fund some shit. So Pelosi has called the emergency session back from recess Saturday, real dramatic, say the Postal Service, whoop whoop I don't know, man. I mean, it all seems very dramatic and silly to me because the damage has already been done. But we'll see how that all works out, man. You know what I'm saying? And meanwhile, we're inside of a fucking pandemic. So we've definitely got bigger fish to fry. You know what I mean? We're talking about the Postal Service. That's that's something that's supposed to be very reliable, very dependable. It's not supposed to be a thing. Hey, the Postal Service, it works. We got it. Right now, again, we're inside of a whole fucking global pandemic. 22 million cases worldwide. 1,300 people died in the United States Tuesday. I mean, real life numbers here. Something that a lot of people haven't been discussing, but I know I've been discussing it here on the Core Report because this is for that crew. Man, listen, deaths in prisons and in jails now have topped 1,000. 
There's over a thousand people who passed away from COVID-19 officially within jails and prisons. And the World Health Organization is saying something that's really alarming and it's definitely alarming for the prison population, but for the general population, the people that are driving the infections now are people that are under 40, people that are under 40 years old. In other words, us, you know what I'm saying? Like we out here just being the spreaders. We are the ones who are spreading this infection of COVID-19. And even if you're not the people that die, even if it's people that are ending up at ICUs, the World Health Organization, which we felt somehow necessary to disengage ourselves from, is telling us straight up and down, these are the people who are driving this whole entire thing, man. Notre Dame, we talking about schools. We talked about schools throughout this whole thing. Notre Dame University Cancel in-person classes after an outbreak that was linked to an out linked to an off-campus party. You know what I'm saying? Hey, GB, what'd you say? Damn it, man. It's us. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's it's very frightening. And the college kids, too, like again, when the college kids, they there were over 80 cases reported on Notre Dame's campus after this off-campus party, this, this off-campus event. They had to shut the whole thing down, man. This is a college campus. This is a contained environment. There's no way to say what's going to happen to anybody when they get sick. As I've mentioned before, it's very important to take care of your general health because a pulmonary infection ideally should be something that your body can fight off. But when you have weakened immune systems due to you poor diet, due to poor environment, due to lack of exercise, due to lack of sunlight, big, big deal. Getting that vitamin D, getting that sunlight is a huge, huge deal. To a, due to a lack of those factors, you can find yourself in a group of people that are very, very vulnerable to die or get seriously ill from COVID-19. And that's not what you want. You know what I mean? That's not what any of us want. So, man, I'm hoping that people learn how to get this shit together. Meanwhile, I, this is ambitious. It could be ambitious. It could be dope. It could be crazy. I don't know. The Los Angeles Unified School District, the LAUSD, is planning to test 600,000 students and 75,000 employees ahead of their opening of school in the next, I guess, week, less than a month, you know, weeks. They're planning to test all the school kids and all the employees. Now, the testing thing is very interesting because, again, unconventional. People don't think about this. We're here. We think about these COVID testing centers they got set up with these white tents and drive throughs and all of this shit. You think that that's what they're doing in the bubble? You think that's what they're doing in the Hamptons? There is a whole entire thing, a whole entire culture right now in the Hamptons, in Nantucket and all of that, of people summering and having big events. And when they have these events... Part of the price of admission is just getting a COVID test that comes back quickly and that lets you know right then and there if you're COVID positive or not. You know what I'm saying? And this is privilege of the rich. Again, this is what people, the NBA is testing people daily. The NFL testing people daily. You know what I'm saying? The testing, if it's such a big, urgent emergency, it definitely exists. But it's all about the cost. And when you talk about cost, you got to talk about who's getting paid. Think about that. If you're not thinking about who's getting paid when you're thinking about how much shit costs, then what are you really thinking about? You know what I mean? You're not asking yourself the right questions because somebody's getting rich. I heard today just off shoot, off the cuff. I didn't even plan to report on this, but I was reading today how Apple is now worth two trillion. Two trillion dollars. What the what does that even mean? That's a defense budget. That's not a real company valuation. Like, that's all of this money that's floating around and all of this this value that's being assessed to things. It's done that for a reason. And you got to think who's who's getting what, whose value is up and who value down. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, that's what's happening with school. As I said, the president is big mad, yo. He's he's so mad. And, he, and when he gets mad, he shows his. His true colors, and it, and it gets it's pretty laughable to be quite honest. Like when they asked him uh, today in some form of presser, he seems to have these pressers every day. I've never seen the president be in front of so many podiums voluntarily as much as Trump is. Like he calls press conferences for absolutely no reason, 
constantly. I've never really seen that. I've seen presidents have to go to events and speak at events, but I've never seen a president voluntarily stand in front of the press so much for very little to no reason. He was asked about Michelle Obama's speech today, and he went off into one of his tangents, you know, He's like, yo, I think she's she's not big enough for the moment. Blah, 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 whoop de whoop, blah, blah, blah. He's very upset that she's getting praised for this. You know what I mean? So his counter <laughs> to all of this, to schedule, I guess, his own slate of dynamic speakers and personalities for the RNC, it is going to be an absolute shit show. Just among the, the people that we know right now that are going to be there. The My Pillow guy, of course, especially after his appearance yesterday on Anderson Cooper, you know he's all the way in. The St. Louis couple who pulled the guns out on the protesters are scheduled to speak at the RNC. The kid who a couple of years back, we all remember this if we was in Washington paying attention to the news, the kid who stood in front of the native protesters at the at the Lincoln Memorial and smirked in their face wearing a MAGA hat and was just really disgusting and smug with it. His name is Nick Sandman. He's a piece of shit. He was from the Catholic school. They defended him. Then they suspended him. All this back and forth. He's going to speak at the Republican convention. Kid Rock is scheduled to speak at the Republican convention. And let's not forget that last time they went out, they had Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair, you know, like me right now. Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair in front of ostensibly millions of people who were watching. Yo, these people have no idea what they're doing. This is just an entire shit show, which again leads me back to my original thought and way of looking at this as this is not so much an election cycle as this is a testing of the waters for a coup. Let's see how tolerant the public is. Let's see how ridiculous we can be. How far can we run this up? How much can we undermine the process of democracy to where people don't believe in democracy anymore? They just believe in kings. They want to follow the leader. You know, let's see how many people really want to follow the leader. Let's see how far the leader is going to take them, yo. It's crazy. And and not only that, just to notice that it becomes more and more a part of the power structure, the people who are willing to follow and the people who are willing to whip up a mob. The, the, the mob enthusiasts are becoming a part of the power structure, whereas it used to be the other way around, where the people in the power structure, they, dis- they discourage mobs. They don't want a mob. They want, you know, singular rule. They want peace. Anyway, in Palm Beach, Florida, a mob whipper-upper won uh, the primary to get a house seat. This lady is, is, you gotta be a special kind of trash to be on this list right here. This lady's name is Laura Loomer. She won the seat in Palm Beach, Florida, in the district where Mar-a-Lago is located. Where Trump's uh, estate is located, this lady would be the congressional representative of this place if she wins the election in November. This lady has been banned from Facebook, Twitter, Uber, and Lyft, banned from all of these major parts of everyone's American life at this point in their life, banned, cannot use them at all, banned from these places for being a, a Islamophobe, racist, all-around idiot piece of shit. And this is insane that These type of people can be banned from these platforms, but she can't be banned from Congress. And and a a part of me in a a perfect world, I would like to say, yeah, let's equate that to, you know, when African-Americans were banned from Congress for just being African-American or banned from schools or whatever. But you can't do that because that's not the same thing. This ain't that and that ain't this. This is a person who is a special type of hateful, and she has been banned from these large commercial platforms who can't tolerate this. But somehow, some way, she's supposed to be tolerable in the United States Congress or even as a political candidate, even as a viable candidate. That just shows you, are we going for mob rule? Are we going for, you know, democracy?
I don't know, man. At this point, I really, really don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I know people are out here looking for answers. And I know people want to find some way out of all of this because, yo, we need, we want peace. You know, we want tranquility in the country. But these people want to bring it about by authoritarian rule. And it seems that the popular will is to want to bring it about by sharing cultures and being like a diverse melting pot that we once were purported to be. But we'll see how it all plays out. You know what I mean? Uh, locally, we got some, you know, a little bit of action here. Interestingly, about people trying to change their lives or trying to come up. Yo, the unemployment situation that 45 had came out a couple of weeks ago with his executive orders. Oh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. So a couple of weeks have passed. Now states are actually seeking and actively asking for the $300 in lost wage assistance that he said he's going to provide to replace that $600 that people lost on unemployment. Maryland and Virginia are officially filing for that. They're officially asking the president, yo, we need that. And the, the deal is that he's going to give the 300 from some federal fund and that states are supposed to put in an additional 100 to make it 400 for people who lost the 600 all right, guys, whatever. Nobody's seen any money yet. Nothing is moving at the moment, but this is allegedly the plan. Maryland and Virginia have put in the paperwork officially. D.C. has not. D.C. has not. That's an important to note. So anybody who was receiving unemployment benefits from D.C., that 600 gone is still gone. You know what I mean? That's what the game is right now. There are a few other states, I believe like 12 or 13 other states that have sought the assistance, but we don't know how that's going to go. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, there's this is what they're saying also. They're going to take that money that might not even be able to happen because they're planning to take some of that money, at least $4 billion of that money, and use it to address some environmental disasters that have been developing recently that's crazy. If you don't know, if you haven't been paying attention, California is going through an insane heat wave right now. Crazy hot in California. Shout out to all my California listeners, my man Jew, my man Modi, all my peoples out there in Cali, man. It's stupid hot out there. Hold your head. But, yo... Right now, wildfires are a problem. Of course, when it gets hot, it gets dry. When it gets dry, things are combustible. 30-plus wildfires are currently burning in uh, California right now, and there have been rolling blackouts throughout L.A., throughout the whole state. So, I mean, this is like real-life hot. This is like New Orleans hot. I remember I was in New Orleans in the Magnolia Projects through a rolling blackout. That's a real thing. Like, yo, when it's too hot, the power grid collapsed. So right now, they're planning to divert some funds towards that. Iowa just had a huge derecho. If y'all ever remember, a few years ago, we had a derecho in D.C. That was like the craziest storm I ever lived through. I, went, I was at a fucking outside bar that had sand on the ground. And when that derecho came through, man, it was just, it was an event, fam. That's what happened in Iowa over the recent week. They claim they lost a third of their corn crops. They're like, we, we're going to need a couple bill, bro. We're going to need a couple billion to uh, address this. And you know, 45, all administrations are fond of pumping money into the heartland, the corn producers of America, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sure they're going to get their check cut. So it's no question about that. You know what I mean? That's wild in the environment, and that's going to actually have a direct impact on people's unemployment insurance and, and it's just weird it's, it's unconventional how those things go together you know what i mean so it's wild man again I always say the sports keep keep the news going because it's always something going on in sports and it's not just the scores it's the the game the game is the game man listen the NBA playoffs right now are going crazy. I'm not even gonna hold you I, I get it like now it's the NBA playoffs okay it's time to play ball I understand Dame Lillard going absolutely nuts. Shout out to Dame Lillard. Shout out to the whole Bay. I promise you, all day has been all Bay Area rap all day. It's not a game. I've been Mozzie, Neff, all of that craziness all day. I've been enjoying it, yo. Lillard's been going absolutely nuts. But the NBA is still trash. Please don't get it fucked up. Please don't get it confused. The NBA is still an organization that is about exploiting labor and not really doing the right thing by people of color if they don't have to. You know what I mean? 
a prime example of that is a huge incident that happened last year during the NBA Finals when the Toronto Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors on their floor for the NBA championship. A black man named Masai Ujuri, who is who just happens to be the president of the Toronto Raptors, in a suit, walks down to the floor after you know the festive as the festivities are about to begin to join his organization to celebrate with his organization. He is violently shoved and pushed and gets into a whole physical altercation with a cop who stopped him from going, even though he had all the right credentials and was displaying the right credentials at the time. Bro, this cop swore up and down, left and right, that he did not do this, that this man, this man is lying. That's not even how it went down. He came at me disrespectful, whoop-de-whoop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, likely story. Cool. In the midst of winning an NBA championship or your home team losing an NBA championship, however that went for you, there's a lot of emotions in there. It's a lot of emotions in the room. But guess what? The body cam footage hit the streets today. The defense and the prosecution has been had it. The organization been had it. They've been known what happened. It finally hit the streets today, and it shows this officer literally pulling his putting his hands out and shoving this man in the chest backwards as he was calmly approaching the floor. And this guy lied and said he didn't do it. But that's not even the most shocking detail of this whole story. This cop who did this, who got who did this whole atrocity, who got paid to be out there, guess how much this dude gets paid? $224,000 a year as a sheriff deputy to stand aside the court. And ever since this whole thing went down, this man has been on sick leave. He has gained $142,000 since this whole thing went down whenever the NBA championships was like last year. Bro, this shit is out of control. Like I'm trying to tell you, the NBA, the police, all of that, White supremacy, all of that enables this kind of nonsense to go on. I hope there's some way that, you know, real talk, I don't even advocate for burning people up, like locking people up, you know, death penalty, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, tax these people, man. Get that money up off this dude, man. Get that money up off of this guy. He doesn't deserve to have that money. He should be sued for everything he worth and get those past wages revoked, man, because that's a whole lot. You lied on duty. And you got a man just jammed up in what was supposed to be one of the more triumphant moments of your life. Your team won the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, NBA championship, man. It's supposed to be lit. Trash, trash, trash. NFL. You know the NFL is trash. It's everybody's favorite trash um, league. But, uh, yo, special kind of trash. Yeah, I've heard years and years ago, years and tales about how Bob Kraft gets down. So when the Bob Kraft story originally hit the streets about him being in the massage parlor in um, Florida getting reach arounds, I was like, oh, okay, he sounds, sounds like old Bob to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but whatever, it started to be a big scandal because he got caught and it was ugly and they, they put him in cuffs and mug shots. It was, it was a thing. There was some surveillance apparently on the spot that led to him getting caught up in the spot and it wasn't really like particularly targeted towards him he just happened to be one of the people that got caught up in the whole thing now it's a big news story or whatever so of course you know time goes news cycle runs its course that's not a story anymore today he won the appeal you know all charges dropped you know too much surveillance too much law enforcement surveillance and where did this happen just guess fucking palm beach palm beach the same place where this lady, crazy lady, just won. Yo, the same place where Jeffrey Epstein had all the fucking fun and now the home of Bob Kraft and his shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? But that's always there. That was always there. You know what? You Look, I have heard stories from extremely reliable sources who I'm not going to put their names in the street right now because that they're, they're still actively doing things. And, yo, they've been like, yeah, I've been in rooms with Bob Kraft, and it's been nasty, nasty. Like, sir, excuse me, I might be too young to be hearing this. Yo, this is the type of 
people, the type of mind frames that we're dealing with out here, man. It's, it's, it's nuts, man. The news can be very unconventional where you look for other things, man. They don't talk about that. They're not. They going to beat y'all in the head with pre um, previews and pre-drafts of what's going to happen at the goddamn DNC. Like, anything's going to happen that hasn't happened at the last 12 DNCs. People going to give some speeches. This time, they're going to be on screens instead of in the room. It's not a big thing. So, at the end of the day... Take some time to look at the news, yo. Take some time to really listen to a couple of things that's going down out here, man. Again, just in the spirit of being an unconventional show, I had a couple of stories that I normally wouldn't cover. A couple of names I normally wouldn't even say on this show, but I'm going to have to give them some shout-outs in, in, in a very, you know, positive way. Yo, one time for Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, for real, for this whole WAP situation, you know what I mean? Hey, listen, if you don't appreciate the WAP, then I can't really, I can't get down with you. We we don't, we're not the same. If you don't appreciate WAP, then, you know, and not even the song, the movement, the, the, the activities, whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. That's how they're giving it up. They got to number one with that, made a lot of bread. They're actually giving it back in a very tangible and respectable way. A million dollar cash app for the streets, because everybody knows that Cash App is for the streets. Zelle is for grown-ups. PayPal is for when you're trying to scam and business. You know what I'm saying? Venmo is for friend them, you know, for the peoples. And Cash App is for the streets. Cardi B and Meg doing Cash App, man. A million-dollar giveaway. They said they're going to have 2,000 winners, and they're going to get up to $500 a piece. And that's love, Slim. That's going, man, that's going to put a lot of... A lot of, you know, wrestlers. Nah, let me stop, yo. Listen, that's going to show some love to some women, some young ladies who need that, man. You know what I'm saying? Who can use that? And it's tight that they can get that from Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. It's tight that they teamed up with Cash App to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's pretty cool. That's a good usage of social media. But again, Cardi B is a damn master of the usage of social media. She... When she gets to be in her 50s or something like that, she should be teaching a master course about how to do this because she done did this from her videos. Listen, I remember when Cardi B was doing videos talking about hoes don't get cold. I remember that video. And that was when I said, oh, this this chick is funny because she's actually telling the goddamn truth. And I was with a hoe that time and she didn't get cold. She seconded that whole motion. She was like, yo, you right. I was like, yo, Cardi B is the truth, man. I knew right then and there she was special. So at the end of the day, man, her and Meg Thee Stallion taking this thing off in a whole different direction. I don't like what's going on with Meg Thee Stallion and this victim shaming either. That shit ain't right. They're trying to make sure that, you know, she had to like, I heard she had to show feet today, like in the the chat, because niggas was questioning whether or not she got shot. I don't like it. I don't like it, bro. She got shot. That's, yo, she got shot. That little midget from Canada shot her, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, G. (laughs) These are facts, man. These are just facts. But, yo, Cardi B and, uh, pardon me, I got sidetracked, man. Meg Thee Stallion and this whole shooting situation. Listen, fam, that young lady is trying to get her life back, get her thing back on track. I'm, I'm pulling for both of them girls, man. So, you know, shout out to both of them. Something that's more relevant to me as a whole entire, you know, hip-hop head growing up, idolizing these guys, knowing the impact that not only had on the game before me, but during my lifetime, man, bringing out 50 and all type of guys. Jam Master J, one time for Hollis Queens. One time for my boy Tadone and the whole fam out there in Hollis Queens, man. Jam Master J's killers were indicted the other day, and it was two people that they had suspected of this for a long time. Again, I don't advocate incarceration, burning people up, life, none of that crazy shit, but it's good to see people brought to justice. Accountability is important, dog, and Jam Master J, when people killed, when they killed Jam Master J, they took something from the world, from not just the hip-hop community, but the world, so that whole entire bring these killers to justice movement is long overdue, and I'm glad to see that that's happening. I'm glad to see that people are moving in the right direction on that. I tell you what also people are moving in the right direction on is not 
listening and fucking with entertainers so much, man. Listen, look, we was talking about sports just a little earlier. I skipped over this, but I got to talk about this. Braun in this goddamn MAGA hat. Look, man, you guys in these MAGA hats, they're not cute. They're not cool. They're not funny. They're not clever. None of that. All you're doing is popularizing a trope that the red hat itself is come to mean something. Yo, I could put anything on a red hat right now and it's be controversial or something like that because that's how they're trying to identify themselves. And you put that dumb shit on and you identifying yourself, yo. Absolutely. Long live Jam Master J, man. Down with the Kings, man. Man, shout out to Reverend and DMC, one of the nicest guys I ever met. You know what I'm saying? DMC is a great guy. That's a gem right there, man. But yo, at the end of the day, man, these MAGA hat fools, man, don't don't fall into that trap, man. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't put and stop turning Rihanna Taylor into a meme. That shit is not cool. We're not impressed by all your memifications of this whole Breonna Taylor situation. None of that is moving the needle. None of it, okay? Because meanwhile, we're on day 83 of protest in Louisville, Kentucky. So, cut the bullshit. Thanks. And moving right along. As I was saying before about people who are entertainers, who are doing the right thing and taking the correct stances, yo, Cat Williams, man. I hope some of y'all took the time to watch Cat Williams' um, Supreme ad or whatever. It was very interesting. It was a very interesting thing to see Cat Williams be as thoughtful as he is and to make it relatable to his own real-life experiences, like not just to be, you know, on some, I'm standing on a soapbox and I'm preaching to people. No, this is, this is just me, and this is how this relates to you. And I think that we're in a real good moment right now of people being able to share things like that. I was listening to a podcast the other day, a guy named Stuart Seisman or something like that. He's Stuart something. And he was on Ezra Klein's show, and he was speaking about how he was a former strategist for the Republican Party. He used to be Mitt Romney's top strategist. And he wrote a book called It Was All a Lie. And the book basically outlined how a lot of people have this narrative that, no, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. Now it's just too extreme. It's too racist. It's too this. It's too that. And that's what the Democrats are relying on in order to secure this next election. But what this guy is proposing in his book is that that was never the case. It was always racist. It was always about white identity politics. It was all about an ethno state and keeping America white and keeping colored people in their place, keeping the economy profitable for white people only and most importantly. It was all a lot. It was all based on that. So when we can finally deal with that reality, then perhaps we can start to deal with some of the more present realities about, you know, policies and issues and situations. A lot of people have built their careers on justifying the policy decisions of people whose base motivation is white supremacy. That's the core of it. Their base motivation is white supremacy, and there's no way around that. The fact of the matter is, is that when you see a platform, when you see a party trying to align with that, you know that there's a line in the sand now. There's the people that are going to have to stand up and speak against that are going to have to really stand up and speak against that. It could be a day where what I'm doing right now could be illegal. Like, that's real shit. This, this, what I'm doing right now is illegal in Hong Kong. This is illegal in Vietnam and, and lots of other places across the world. You know what I'm saying? Saudi Arabia. You can't do this, but we're headed in that direction in the United States of America. And I don't know what people think is going to happen when we live in a world that looks like that, but it's not going to be a free place where we think that we have all these opportunities that we feel like we have in America. And that's the only thing to keep us going out here. It's opportunities, man. Yo, I might be shadow banned on IG right now. I know I'm not bumping in the algorithm. I know the algorithm don't got no love for me, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I already know what's happening out here, man. And we're living in a place where, yo, this is not going to be a, a fun time. It's A lot of people 
have revolutionary aspersions and they want to see what revolution looks like. Well, you know, one of the first rules of revolution is shit's going to get worse before it get better. You know, like you said, G, it's time to get uncomfortable. Shit is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So at the end of the day, we could only be looking at the front of this authoritarianism. I look at it all the time. I think about how the president is 73 years old, bro. That man is at the end of the road. Who is his successor? Who Who's allowed to pick the successors? You know what I'm saying? Yo, thank you. I just want to... I just want us to think about the puppeteers. It's not even the, the fact that I am out here saying that I'm a puppeteer or I know who they are. I just want us to think about it, fam. I just want us to put some thought on it. Yo, my man Boss Recognize want to get on the line, man. I got to bring you in. OG Core Report Caller. Man, come on. Pull up in me. Pull up in. Pause. Pull up in the show and talk to the gang, man. Let us know what's going on. Yo. It's real talk, man. Like, I'm just trying to share this info. Peace, peace, peace. What's up, family? How you been, man? It's cool, man. Hey, it's been a minute. Just wanted to check in with you. Say how you doing. Uh, Thanks a lot. Grind and all that, you know. Hey, man, I'm like, you was there from, like, episode four, and now we on, like, episode 54. So, like... <laughs> listen, listen. Don't, don't think because you ain't seen me on this on the other day. I got shit going on, you know. Ever since I broke the news on the first episode, talk about, about it. About how they holding Jesus. He's still there, waiting on, yeah, waiting for somebody to come get him. But we gonna get to that. Look, let's, let's get back to here. Let's, let's get, get it. Ever since I said on the first show, okay. I caught this joint. This is the one I like because you've you been hitting topics and I'm taking notes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's peace. This the place for it. You know what I'm saying? So I love to see it. I love to see it. You know. I, I'm gonna just try to make this quick, cause you my know, man, come on, you on the line, bro. I'm on my I'm on my uh, radio shit. You on the line? What's your beef? Let's get it. <laughs> All right, look, look. First off, stop with the wild. Okay. Wop <laughs> <laughs> is good. Wop is wop is beautiful. You stop with the wop. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And, and, True. You, you right. It, it's, it's a little positivity that they promoting with it. Mm-hmm. But the main thing that everybody is missing, and I don't know if I'm the only one that's seeing this, is the prostitution that's being promoted. I agree. I don't like the objectification. I agree with you there. Because that's the only way women feel, and it's unfortunate that a lot of women only feel like they can get their empowerment across through objectification or through being attractive. You know what I'm saying? It's more to it than that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just being attractive. Being sexually desirable, yes. It, 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 but Everything, every everything is being promoted, especially for women, in a sexual way. They like, like that's the only thing that can be that they can make a move. But yeah, the world is so crazy now. Like we we be from the era where we we got female spitters who who we can listen to. Like like we agree. Who can spit? Absolutely. Hey, the chat used to give out bars. Gangsta Boo used to give out bars. Like MC Light, and, right? And, 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 and speaking of queens, how they usually identify themselves as queens, Queen Dana Owens, big facts. Queen Latifah might be the might be the goat out here. <laughs> Thank you. Who, 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 who's now doing some other shit? But salute to the queens for sure. That that image that used to be promoted, you went from that to every bitch out here that's rapping and sucking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Okay, I feel you on the walk. I no, I feel you on that. I want to hear your second note. Second note. All right, all right. Four more years of Trump. It's inevitable. Okay. Four more years. I don't. I don't. I don't support it. I don't support him. But it is what it is. But but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but but look at Biden. Biden is not 
Aiden is in on the strength of who he was who he was who with. he was with. Absolutely. Not on the strength. Exactly. He's admitted that he's a transitional president. So I agree with you. His whole plan is weak, and, 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 but we're gonna see if it worked. I don't see it working. I, I, I feel you. I share I share your pessimism, fam. You got another note? I got, I got one more note. Okay. Hold up. I got a few more. Okay. Um, NFL. Okay. We're going to talk about the Redskins. Because you know I'm down how Redskins to the core. Right. And I don't understand how we... we I understand how because we sold the farm. We, it, it, we, it, we get in trouble with, with the organization. It got a little heated. Okay. You get the pressure from... Years to change your name, right? We finally changed the name. Okay, I'm with that. With, with, from the first show, what I say, everything changes. Everything that we know is done from this point on, 2020. Everything that we know, have come to know, is done. Everything starts over new. Okay, change the name. Get out of here. Not because it's the right thing to do. But, but just because it's time to do something new. I don't know what it means to be a redskin and what, it, what, it, what that really stands for. Okay. I, I find it funny that we change it and we, we go from honoring the redskins and we we go from we, we're the Washington football team. <laughs> I don't mind us being nameless. Yeah, okay, you like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind us being I like hearing this. But the Washington is what, what triggers me because we go from we eliminating the genocide of the, the natives who they took over by replacing the Redskins and naming them with a white colonizer. Okay. I You know, I, I feel you. I just, it, I mean, we could just be the fucking football team. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the team. The game. I love it. I can rock with that. Okay. Last note. Last note. That's what I The revolution that you, we were just talking about, check them. Revolution, we missed it. We missed it. It's done. We had, we could have done it, but that's from the first show. Mm. First show. We going to keep pushing. We got to keep pushing. We going to keep pushing. Boss, you the bad, son. Huh? No, no, we're easy to pacify. We got to... Exactly. We can't be easily satisfied. Thank you. So, so it, it went from justice for everyone... Police, in, in police retaliation, whatever we was protesting for, mm-hmm. to the point where we could have overthrew everything. I love it. Say, okay, give, give us Juneteenth. Get, <laughs> right. Let me get this. Let me get this mural, and hey, y'all good. Take pictures and, and, and go outside. Go, 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 go. It's ridiculous, fam. Anyway. We need some exactly. Oh, we. I love it. You gave me a good segue. You gave me a good segue. Fam, thank you so much for checking in. Always listen. You know it's my goal to run a, a talk radio show like Rush Limbaugh. You're going to be my number one caller, boss. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be my guy. Hey, listen. I'm trying to Rush Limbaugh the game. I'm trying to Howard Stern the game. I'm trying to man, try to crush. Shout out to Donnie Simpson and Sway and The Breakfast Club and all of them for making it to the Radio Hall of Fame one day. My pop should be in there. George Wilson III is Radio Hall of Fame material and his son Akil Wilson, I'm coming for it. I'm coming for the next. I'm coming. So stop playing with me, yo. And like I said, man, this is core report time, man. Look, this is what I really want to do. Like, I give y'all this news, but I know there's so many ways that you guys see it. I know there's so many ways that you you interpret things and all of that. Like, we got to open up the engagement because there's a whole community of us that really do engage around the news. I don't know what the fuck they think black people sit around and talk about. We just sit around and talk about tennis shoes and fucking rap. No, that's not all we do. That Which is the funniest thing, which always used to piss me off about these barbershop characterizations or whatever. Like, they don't understand the depth of the political exchange that... Black men in particular, but black women, everybody the community has, they don't understand how we really have to talk about these things and how there's some of us in the room, and I might be one of them people, that really be paying attention, that really took some notes and read a couple things and was really like, yo, hold on, wait a minute, that's inaccurate, brother. Let me tell you what is accurate, though. You know what I'm saying? And again, I might go off and give you an opinion here, an opinion there, but really and truly, this show is about a presentation of the facts. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear the opinions from y'all. You know what I mean? You know my angle. You know, you know how I'm coming. You know my whole energy with this whole entire thing. 
But what y'all and what the, the audience and what the community experiences is what me as a journalist, I feel entitled to represent and to give stories and give information that correlates with that. So with that being said, man, we got through these headlines. I love the time on this episode right now. Thank everybody for the engagement, everybody coming in, chopping it up with us. You know, you can always listen back to every episode on your spare time when you're riding in your whip on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcast comment is stream- content is streamed. You want it? You got it. You know what I mean? Next week, we're doing something pretty damn big. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm going to have a lot more news as the days go on. You know, since we on IG, watch my Instagram stories. If you're listening to this on the podcast, anywhere in the World Wide Web, go out here and follow Black Broadway. Watch the stories. I might even drop a post or two. But, uh, yeah, we're doing something big next week, gang. And uh, it's, all I can say has been a long time coming, and it's like, yo, we ready. So let's get it, man. Let's get it. Oh, it's crazy. The link. For, um, I don't know, are you talking about the link for um, for the show or for what we got coming up? I got a link for everybody. Thank you for reminding me. In my profile, there's a link to sign a petition to free my homeboy, man. My man, James Richardson, a.k.a. Snoop Cat, man, down for too long for something that wasn't ever that serious. Nobody hurt. Nobody killed. Down for... This whole adult life, we got to clean that up, man. That's no good. Petition, change.org. Link is active in my bio. Please get on that. You know what I'm saying? Rock with the core report. Continue to share. Continue to tell people what's going on out here. Tell them where they can hear what's going on out here. It's important to me that the information gets shared. I don't got to be the source, but share that info. You heard somewhere that some shit was going down. And remember... Things work out the best for those that make the best of the way that things work out. We'll be out here. We'll be back tomorrow. More details on the on the shenanigans to come. It's going up, gang. Thank y'all so much, man. Core cool report. Another day, another episode. We out.